you really wanna know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into the Country Roads webcast here with our instant reaction following the thrilling West Virginia win over the Baylor Bears as they pull it out in double overtime, 27-21. to Mountaineers move to 2-1 on the year, 1-1 in the Big 12 now before a bye week next week. Um, what are your opening thoughts on this game, Steve, and what do you like from the Mountaineers? Uh, I really like the defensive play out of the Mountaineers today. That looked really, really good. I, I was very impressed how they bounced back. Well, they didn't bounce back from last week because they didn't have a bad game defensively last week, in my opinion. But they played really well today. I really like the play of Darius Seals in particular. Uh, a lot of things offensively that they can work on going into this bye week, um, especially just discipline problems and getting the snap count right and, and just a bunch of things. Jared Decky has a lot of things to work on as well as the offensive line. So, overall, I really like the play um, overall out of the team. But, you know, especially that defense, they came to play lights out today. I couldn't agree more. I was going to say the same thing. The West Virginia defense really did their thing. Um, held better to four of 16 on third down, one of two on fourth downs, one being the, uh, if you want to call it controversial, goal line stand, but still a big goal line stand for the Mountaineers. Kind of thought it was over then. Yeah, exactly. The game goes to overtime. Um, first overtime, both teams score. Baylor scores quick. Gets the ball back first play. Tyke Smith, and I think that – um, one thing the Mountaineers proved today defensively, I know the defensive line showed out. I think they had six or seven sacks. You know, Darius Steele's, like you said, uh, showed out as uh, my dog barks from the uh, from the other room. But I, what I was going to say was that the secondary really uh, proved uh, something to me. You know, I, I had a lot of questions about the WV secondary, and I thought they played really well this game. Uh, Nick Troy Fortune had an interception that was um, overturned because of pass interference. Drayshon Miller had one interception that was very nice, and then an, almost another interception that probably would have sealed the game. And then, of course, the one by Tyke Smith that we mentioned um, where he caught it in the back of the end zone. So, you know, the Mountaineer defense, as you said, Darius Steele's defensive line. But what about this secondary? Did they prove to be better than you expected? A lot better than I expected. I think uh, they proved a lot to me today. Um, and, and you mentioned Drayshon Miller. Drayshon Miller also had a few of those uh, pass interference calls that, in my opinion, were ticky-tack fouls. They were not, you know, over-the-line pass interference calls. They could go either way. So, depending on who the refs are that day, you know, Drayshon Miller is a sh you as you mentioned about another guy uh, that West Virginia has, <laughs> is a shutdown corner. Uh, that you know, from what he's shown today, I, I, Nick Troy looks good. Troy looks good. Tyke obviously looks good. Alonzo's been looking good. I thought these guys are studs. So uh, Jake Long get in there today, and I thought Jake Long was, he impressed me for the one playing time. I haven't seen him play a lot. Yeah, yeah. Got in there safety, made a couple plays. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jake Long did look really good. I mean, he didn't play a, a whole lot today, but when he did get in there, he he got in there and broke some passes up. Coming in to relieve you and looking all right like that. That's a good thing. Yeah, and I mean. Defensive line, well documented on how those guys can play. I mean, Darius Stills, he's going to bring it to the table every time he comes – or bring – you know, oh, yeah. comes to play, I guess. But, um, you know, these other guys really showed what they could do, you know, when they're being doubted by everybody. And I really – I'm really impressed just by that, how they responded with the way everything went last week. You could have really got down on yourselves, and especially the way things went today a lot of times because the offense didn't help you out a lot, you know, especially in the beginning of the game. Uh, Jerry Deggie made some really questionable decisions. He didn't – help i mean i know that you know looking from a camera you you know camera's perspective we seen the guy coming from that uh on that on that corner blitz yeah and it wasn't even a blindside hit so i don't understand how you know 
one one of Jared Deggie's not downfalls to me is he doesn't, you know, look around so much when he's in the pocket. He doesn't move around in the pocket a lot. And I, in week one, I really gave him credit for that a lot because I thought that he really went through his checkdowns and his progressions. And the last two games, he just hasn't been doing that. And I don't know if that's due to the offensive line not blocking so well for him, or you know what that is. But he's going to have to get that corrected going into the going into this bye week, or. And and so and someone else mentioned earlier that you know we might not want to wish so bad that Jared Deggie's not in the game because that might not necessarily mean that we get Garrett Green. Uh, I think more so more chance you get a, a chance to see Austin Kendall more so than Jared Green. But yeah. and and I think that uh, Jared Deggie's proven even at the end of last season that he's better than Austin Kendall. So I think you know you just got to ride this out. Hopefully it's just, you know, a little slump that he's in right now, but hopefully the bye week can help him get out of that. And, you know, despite some uh, bad decision-making, you know, a couple interceptions and, you know, the the fumble we were talking about, um, Deggie still ended up, you know, 30 of 42, not a bad completion percentage. Uh, 211 yards, you'd like to have more yards with that, but, you know, they were having to take a lot of short stuff. And so and one touchdown versus a two interception. So not terrible, but, yeah, when you watch the game, you unfold, you kind of were um, – I see. I see where you're coming from. You know, what I'm saying with uh, with Daggy, definitely a lot of stuff to work on with not only him but the passing game in general. The receivers had a couple drops. Um, yeah, Sam James had one. You know, uh, of course came back with that big third down catch, but uh, you know he did have one. But you know, eight catches, 66 yards. You'd like to see him have more yards if he gets those eight catches. You know, hopefully get some big plays. But uh, the run game, I think, is the statement made by West Virginia in this one. Uh, we talked about how improved it had been. Uh, Letty Brown had looked like a workhorse last week. 26 carries. This week, 27 carries, 93 yards, two touchdowns, including the game winner there at the end. Sinkfield looked good when he was in there as well. Um, you know, West Virginia ran the ball for 134 yards while holding Baylor to 27. And like we talked about, it's kind of the reverse of last year's game when West Virginia couldn't run the ball. This year, Baylor couldn't, and West Virginia was able to run the ball. And I think made a statement there at the end that we have a running game that we uh, trust in a back of Letty Brown who gets better as the game goes along, and he's going to wear the defense down and late in the game. Uh, we're going to trust our run game when they decided just to power it in with the run game there at the end instead of opting to kick a field goal when they could have just scored for the win. They powered it with Letty Brown and uh, – he went up the middle and got uh, the game-winning touchdown. And uh, I think the run game and the offensive line, at least the interior of the offensive line, I know uh, the tackles are still a question mark, especially in pass protection. But I think that the run game made a statement today. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Letty uh, ran with a force today. <laughs> you know, Alec didn't look bad when, when he got in there either. But Letty just – he puts a head down and he just goes, man. He doesn't shy away from contact. And he he's going to keep pushing no matter what. There was a point in the game when he went down what I thought was an injury – he goes off the field for maybe one or two plays, and he comes back in and he just runs back with his head down like nothing ever happened. And you got to love a running back that plays like that, and, you know, especially when you don't have an offensive line that can be consistent on blocking for you. You know, that's a great asset to have in a running back. So I really like that out of Letty today. Uh, I love the fact that they gave him gave him the ball to win the game and go off on a walk off touchdown with the way he's played not only today but in the past you know two games. Yeah, the whole season he's played really well, and so he deserved to have that. Uh, you know. The whole running game is largely due to Letty this year. I gotta say, I mean, I, I can't not give credit to the offensive line because they have improved. But they are, yeah, they but they block really well at times, and then you got other times that they don't. They just miss blocks or they just let guys go, and then you got undisciplined, you know, things that happen throughout the game. Too many times I see that, especially last week, and you know, I guess you could say especially this week. Those penalties will kill you all the time and so i that's one thing i hope to see get corrected throughout the bye week because yeah turnovers 
Yeah, but turnovers, I mean, are largely due to just Deggy not moving around in the pocket. I feel like if he can get, you know, his footwork down and be able to move around and shift around some of those guys and not just stand there one in one spot in the pocket, he'd be able to go to be a lot better at making some of those progressions and making decisions because if you just stand there, you're not going to get a lot of time to throw the ball, and especially with with the offensive line that West Virginia got. Because it's not like we have a bad offensive line. We have almost a makeshift offensive line. I, I don't know. Maybe that's not fair to say makeshift well, because the committer was out, and then um, who was it? There was another one that went down with an injury. Uh, at one, but Bryce and Mays, yeah. Yeah, we could do some better at that right tackle spot, but then John Hughes uh, had to come back into it. But uh, John Hughes didn't look terrible, but I think that's your weak spots, your tackles, where you got guys that haven't really played a lot, the Bryson Mays and John Hughes at right tackle, and then left tackle, Giuseppe and Brandon Yates. It seems like they're starting to favor Brandon Yates, that left tackle. But, yeah. um, the tackles, I think, are your weakness. I think the inside of your offensive line, you have some guys that can play. Yeah, I think so, too. I think uh, Zach Frazier has been looking good, real good. Yeah, uh, Chase Barrett also. Today. Chase Barrett, I think we expected to see that when we came into this season. But Mike Zach Frazier, yeah, Mike Brown has looked really, really yeah, good at times, too. Like four guys right there to play on the inside, and you can play Frazier and Barrett can both play center and guard. Mm, yeah, and then you got Gmitter and Michael Brown to play at the you know whichever other guard. So I like the fact that you got four guys you can play there on those yeah. spots. Yeah, but yeah, but overall, I, I liked what I seen out of the running game. I could have seen a lot more out of the passing game today uh, because there was a few drop balls, especially the one I mentioned by Sam James. I feel like he had that one right in the bread basket, and he could have went for six on that one if he oh, caught that one. So that was a, good, that was a really good pass, but then you won the few he had to do. Yeah. And then uh, I think you got to give a shout-out to Bryce Ford-Wheaton going up and getting that uh, clutch catch right there over the defender oh, yeah. right there in uh, the first overtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I liked that. But, you know, uh, West Virginia, the main thing, though, I think, you know, listening to Neil Brown a little bit after the game in his post-game press conference, he said, you know, this Baylor team's a team that played for the conference title last year, a good team. And you look around the Big 12, Oklahoma's lost. Uh, Texas almost lost last week, then went down to TCU today. I think the Big 12 conference is wide open, and West Virginia just beat a tough Baylor team, got a bye week to hopefully improve the offense. And, you know, if their offense can uh, can improve and their defense can continue to play this way throughout the season, West Virginia has, is a team that has a chance to, you know, get up there in the top of the Big 12 um, if they continue to find ways to win games like this, which I think was impressive that they did so despite playing bad offensively. Their defense really picked up the slack. And then, of course, they ended up closing it out on offense at the end and doing what they needed to. And that's that's the important thing is that it's a W at the end of the day and West Virginia is alive in the Big 12, which is seeming to be wide open right now. Absolutely, yeah. And – I think the biggest thing that they need to work on is the, you know, the discipline of the offensive line. Those miscounts and, the, and those false starts are going to eat you alive. Um, the, pip, the, pip, the pass interference, I don't really look at those so much because they're ticky-tack fouls to me. I don't think that you know, probably 50% of them today could have gone 50-50. So those aren't really things to me you need to work on. Um, I, yeah, West Virginia looked like a really good football team if you if you exit out. Those, as I said last week, I said the penalties killed you last week. They killed you again this week. Just this week. Yeah, and I thought it was really ironic that, you know, you mentioned last year that the running game was the difference maker for West Virginia while we lost that game. And then how ironic is it that the, the run game, um, one way, if you look at it, you could say it's defense, you know, holding Baylor so long all day long. But I think it was more so the running game just pounding it away today because if you didn't have the running game, West Virginia would have been non-existent, and the defense would have eventually got gassed, 
Um, and I think that that late, uh, the late drive in the fourth quarter was pivotal for West Virginia Absolutely. because West Virginia took their time on offense. They ran the ball down Baylor's throat. They didn't really rush anything. They ended that drive on a touchdown. It gave West Virginia's defense to go to the sideline, rest a little bit. They went, you know, they came back onto the, uh, the fields fresh. 14-7, right? Yeah, fourteen seven, mm-hmm. and I'm really I can't say enough about West Virginia's defense today, man. They they played lights out, lights out, especially from a Big Twelve defense. Let's just everybody think that for a second. West Virginia's going to be, you know, if they play like that, they'd be one of the best defenses in the country. But I mean, like that's just one game, so I mean. Well, it was a defensive battle up until overtime. That was when, you know, more points were scored in overtime than throughout the whole game. So, it was a defensive battle. I think Baylor's uh, might be a defensive team as well that likes to rely on the run game, but West Virginia just blew that run game up. And I think that's kind of West Virginia's uh, method that they're going to try and attack this year, as you can see from the past two games, is rely on their defense and then try and move the ball on the ground and feed Letty Brown. 26 carries last game, 27 carries this game, 93 yards, two touchdowns. And, um, you know, as I told you, um, I looked at you, you know, early in the game at some point, and I said, I'll tell you something right now that I never thought I would say uh, this season or, you know, going into this season, especially with how the run game was last year. And that's – I think Letty Brown is our best player on offense. Yeah. I think he's proven that. I think week one he came out to prove a point with that, and I made a point to say that Neil Brown wanted to, you know, really emphasize the run game in week one because he wanted to show what Letty could do. Week two he came out and did it against Oklahoma State, or week, you know, three, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then this week, week four is what it was. Right. Week four, four technically, in the, in the college football craziness. Yeah. <clears throat> and then this week, he comes out and have the, has the game that he has today. So, Letty Brown was proven two years ago when he put on a West Virginia uh, uniform. And last year, the offensive line ruined his name. So, I think I think re- really Letty's out to prove a point this year and set a statement. I'm glad he is because he's looking good running that football this year. Yeah. And, and that's a recipe for success if we can continue to improve the run game um, and we continue to play the defense the way we are. That's that's a good way to win football games, grind them out and, you know, possess them and stuff. Kind of similar to what Baylor did last year on their uh, way to an 11-1 season and a Big 12 championship appearance. So uh, we'll see. But um, kind of wraps it up here on the instant reaction show. And the only thing left to do is uh, select our play of the game for uh, this one against as West Virginia takes down Baylor 27-21 and double OT. A lot of ones you could choose from here, you know, a lot of big big plays, especially towards the end and fourth quarter and overtime here. Uh, what are you going with for your play of the game in this one, Steven? Uh, I, I battled with this one. It was between two plays for me. Uh, I think that I'm probably I'm probably going to go with a Tyke Smith interception just because if you don't have that interception, West Virginia has a strong st- a chance to score. You don't know if West Virginia, you know, even if they do score on the next possession, we could go to three overtimes, and then you got to start going for two. You don't know what will happen. So that was a huge interception in terms of that. I think um, you know, that really sealed the deal for West Virginia before they got the touchdown. But uh, huge, huge, huge play on defense after the game that they already played today. So. Great job, Taki Smith. Yeah, I um, I think that uh, you're right there. That's that's one I was thinking of for sure. That turned the tide. And, you know, I, I told you going in that second overtime when Baylor's getting the ball again, I said, if we stop him here, I think we're going to win this game, you know, because I felt like we were confident we could kick a field goal. But I uh, ended up punching it in. And when we punched it in, that's going to be my play of the game. Letty Brown, as you said, making a statement. And I think making a statement there, third and one from the three, he runs it in right up the middle, emerges from a pile on his feet, standing up in the back of the end zone, flexing for the West Virginia win, 27-21. And uh, you love to see it, statement there from the run game. You know, not, we're not going to kick a field goal, we're going to punch it in. Yeah. And I think I love what Neil Brown said in the postgame press conference when he said going into overtime, go, you know, the first team that gets the ball, 
field goals don't win football that's games. And so that's why they went for it on fourth and one, and it proved to be pivotal again for West Virginia. So I think a lot of, you know, a lot of things in this game could have went one way or the other for West Virginia, and it was right on that line if, you know, we got lucky in a lot of ways, but we we really showed the talent of our football team, and more so the intelligence. Uh, yeah, the resolve. Yeah, and more so the intelligence. I think of Neil Brown because Neil Brown. I'm not sure if anyone else notices as much as I do, but this man is a football genius. Just overall football genius. He thinks of everything from analytics to what we've done in previous games to what we've done in past games last year. He considers every single detail, and that's what I love about a head coach like that. And that's why I think West Virginia will be. Really good under Neil Brown in years to come. Continuing to improve, you know, trust the climb, right? Trust the climb. Trust the climb, exactly. So um, I guess that'll do it here on the Instant Reaction here on the Country Roads webcast. Um, Subscribe to us on our YouTube page if you haven't yet, uh, Country Roads webcast. As always, you can find the podcast on any platform you choose. Just search Country Roads webcast. Like us, uh, subscribe to us, share it, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you want to listen. And then going to start trying to do some live streams on Facebook there as well. So if you haven't already, like our Facebook page, Country Roads webcast. And follow us on Twitter as well. We live tweet during the game and uh, provide coverage there as well. So at WVU Country Roads, if you want to follow along, if you ever not got a chance to watch the game or listen to the game, you can follow our live tweets there and uh, keep up with it that way. But um, that'll pretty much do it, I guess. Any final thoughts before we close this one out, Stephen? Uh, nope, that's all I got today, man. Like I said, just really impressed with the defensive side of the ball. We got a lot of things to work on through the bye week, but that's good news. We have a bye week to work on things, and then you got Kansas, and you never want to overlook a team, but. It's a big, it's a big win. We, yeah, it's a huge win today for West Virginia. Yeah, like I said before, this, before on the preview, on the preview, measuring stick game for West Virginia, and they passed a huge test today in my mind. And I believe we said we didn't want to say must win, but it was teetering on, you know, kind of one you must win, and West Virginia found a way to do it in double overtime. Big win, great day to be a Mountaineer. Uh, We'll be back later this week with our um, review on the uh, podcast and uh, here on YouTube uh, for the game where we go into an in-depth review of this Baylor game. And then, you know, maybe have something cooked up for the bye week. We haven't really decided yet. But regardless, we'll be back with a Kansas preview after that, if nothing else. But um, until then, I'm Jordan, my co-host Steven. Until next time, let's go. Mountain.